Hi, it's Katrina and Steve. Thanks for checking out our podcast pilot. Before you start to listen, quick heads up. This was our first recording, and we're still working out some kinks. You'll notice there are some periodic issues with audio where words sound clipped, and our conversation gets echoey. Thanks in advance for your understanding. Looking forward to improved product for the next round. This podcast is titled Celebrating the Fifth Anniversary of No Sex for Single Women Day. Enjoy. Divorce is not an option. Okay, so Katrina and Steve intro. Are you ready to do your intro? I think I'm ready to do my intro. A little bit. No sex for single women day. Marriage. I agree. Conversation. 50th wedding anniversary. Divorce. I wanted my family. Relationships. Look at your own faults. Love. Uh Uh-huh. Sex. Wow. You haven't started yet. Okay, you got it right there. You started already? It's recording. What do you mean? Don't tell me. We're just... (laughs) Divorce is not an option podcast. I'm uh-huh. Katrina Witherspoon here with Stephen James Dixon. How you doing? I'm excited. Um, I know we've been trying to do this for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say it's time, but we're probably late. We're definitely late. <laughs> um, should be good. Um, I'm excited to be here. Steve has convinced me to be on the other side of the microphone, so bear with me as I get familiar with this. I am divorced, I think, five, almost six years, and uh, know been knowing Steve for several years and um, on this journey to be a single woman again, and um, I was always intrigued by Steve's divorce is not an option and the philosophy that he has and his relationship beast. And the topic we're going to be talking about afternoon is quite provocative, um, but, you know, I'm just a single woman, single mom of two teenagers. They're awesome. Doing what I can. So, Steve, tell us about you. I am a relationship coach. Um, I don't know why I'm a relationship coach. I was a guy that just started out. I wrote a book called Men Don't Heal We Ho. From that, the book just took me to interviews for radio and television, and um I'm just, for some reason, passionate about marriage. And so being passionate about marriage makes me be passionate about divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that marriage and family is just key to our communities, key to building wealth. It's just so many things that are necessary um, for stability in our communities. And I think that this is the cornerstone of our community. So if you see me out somewhere, you're going to see me trying to save somebody's marriage. <laughs> and Steve, are you married? I'm married. Wonderful, beautiful wife, LaMisha, 11 years in October. Congratulations. Cross the 10-year mark, yes. cross that seven-year itch thing. It's been good. Um, I could talk so much about, you got to make me not talk when no. I'm not supposed to talk. Because I'll just <laughs> start talking about different things. Because when I even when I think about um, 11 years, the first thing that comes to mind when I say 11 years is that this week in relationship coaching, I talked a lot to couples about the way I got here was that we balanced each other out. It's a whole nother segment. Yep. Like that like so in the beginning we fought and fought and fought and I and I and I compared to like chiseling each other. Like I was a rock and she took out her little chisel and she chiseled some places and she sanded some places mm-hmm. and she broke some things off that I didn't need anymore. You didn't need those things anymore. Right. And so I did the same with her and that's how we got to eleven years after doing that for the first couple of years. Oh yeah. It's a partnership. Married for 12 years when I got divorced. Damn. And I would say uh, we were very young. Uh, we had children very young. And, you know, like you said, you have to chisel each other. 
but mm. you have to be willing to, you know, look at your own faults and adjust and know that when you make adjustments, it's for the betterment of the relationship. It's not that you lose something like, you know, we were not willing to give up things mm. um, or give up, you know, what was important to us individually to make sure that the unit was whole. So you're not going to bash them, basically? I'm going to keep to myself. <laughs> not going to put me on, not going to have me out there on first street. Steve. You're not going you're not going to bash them in. Not today. Not 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 at least on the first show. Not okay. On the first okay. Show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. I would say Katrina that the reason why I was interested in doing this podcast with you is because I know you as a woman who even though you're divorced that you never wanted that divorce and you fought long and hard for that marriage. You fought for the marriage even after the divorce was final. Um, and you did that. Tell tell folks why you did that, why you continued to fight so much. Oh, I have children. At the time that I got divorced, um, they were 9 and 10. And I have a, a son who's older and a daughter. And I wanted my family. You know, it was important to me. I come from a family where my parents will be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary in 2018. Oh. And um, they modeled just a wonderful relationship say that they didn't have challenges but my father you know no matter what the challenge was I could trust him you know my mom could trust him he was going to always make sure that even if he was doing whatever he was going to make sure that bills were paid he was Mm going to make sure that food was provided he was going to make sure that his daughters were safe and I went into and assuming that that's the way everybody approached that kind of relationship and it just wasn't the same Mm. you know so um but it was because i wanted to keep my family together it's not easy being a single parent right and i and 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 my part i have to throw out too is i got married age of 23 Mm. got divorced age of 25 probably should have never got married didn't know what i was doing basically following the plan kind of what you Mm -hmm. you know kind of mentioned too in terms of oh you got your college sweetheart and then you graduate from college and what are you supposed to do you're supposed to get married right And then after you get married, like, you're supposed to have kids, right? And everything's supposed to be perfect because we have this perfect little plan that we believe. And um, that didn't work. The plan <laughs> plan did not work. And so got married again and really was faced with almost going through another divorce within that first year. Oh, no. Wow. I didn't know that. And I thought about it. Yeah, I never told you that. I thought about it. And... Um, I felt like I had been successful with everything else. Like, I'm college educated. I started a number of businesses, successful in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one, and I could collect women all day. Like, the book, Men Don't Heal, We Heal. I was a hoe, right? And so, um, I I just felt like, like, I just felt like in my second marriage to my wonderful wife that I'm married to right now, that I was unhappy about some things. And I didn't know how to work through things at the beginning of my marriage. Um, I have a lot of mentors yeah. or people that I can look to to help me mm-hmm. and guide me and direct me and send my butt back home. Mm-hmm. The man I am today, I could have made that first marriage work and we would have continued, like I said earlier, chiseling away at each yeah. other and you know, hopefully it'll bounce out in the end. Um, but I basically looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, you know what? I this marriage work mm-hmm. if I just do the things that she needs me to do. Imagine that. <laughs> right, that's gonna sound yes. familiar. Yeah. Um, as a as a man, I just had a lot of initial rejection 
to ideas of progression through relationships? And that's a maturation process. I mean, we don't all walk into a relationship thinking, oh, this up, it means that I get more back in, in return. It's, it's very counterintuitive. Well, and to expand on what you just said, if I give up something personally for me, mm-hmm. that I'll get back something for the marriage. Mm-hmm. And we did, I, I'm going to say we and put us men out there. We just don't think in those terms. I understand. I understand. <laughs> and, and y'all just, a lot of the average woman uh, innately mm-hmm. gets the importance of the marriage and how to sacrifice for the marriage. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. Well, that's why we're talking about divorce is not an option. And we're revisiting an article that Steve, a proclamation he made back in 2011. And we're going to get into it. It is No Sex for Single Women Day, the first Tuesday in September. Go. (laughs) (laughs) What's this about, Steve? Uh, You know what? First, let's start off with the description of single women. Okay. So this is my description of single women. Um, Unmarried, unattached, not in a relationship, no title, not girlfriend, not woman, nor wifey, no sex for you. If you don't have one of those things, I'm sorry. You just got to be one of those. You got to be in there somewhere to have sex. Well, how, how is it that you are going to dictate my sexual? It's, it's what I'm trying to do. Like we talked about earlier with marriage, where you're trying to chisel off to a certain point. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do with this is say to women that you don't understand the effect that you have on men when you give them sex for free. It's about labor. It's about work. It's about earning it. That man should have to earn sex. They should have to deserve sex. You can't give it away for free. If you give it away for free, it is always going to be free. That's what I'm trying to tell my single women. You can't give us give it to us for free now and then try to charge us for it later. And then even after that, after you got married, I, well, I let me not talk about don't don't, that some people don't taking that it, way. taking it all personal and emotional. Yep. It might be too much for the first podcast show. <laughs> but why one day? Why is it just one day? It's not about one day. Oh, you thought it was one day? Y'all thought it was just no sex for one day? No, it's not one day. It's starting over. It is. It is. It's a reset. It's a reset button. Now, now don't get me wrong. If you're one of them sisters out there that don't want no relationship, then more power to you, my feminine, strong, independent, successful sisters. If you don't want no relationship, then by all means continue. Because if you do, if you want a relationship, if you do give it up. And it's free today. It's going to be free tomorrow and next month and next year. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't. Once you get it out, you cannot. I've tried because I'm one of those people. You know, you have to be able, if you want a relationship. So that's what the article is really about. Then wait to have sex until you're in a relationship. That's not too much to suggest. Not at all. I mean, it's what you want. If you don't want that, then do you. You talk about Samson. You talk about just Kings and David and all those um, you're talking about men not having the ability to say no to sex. Every type of leader has been, you know, presidents, mm-hmm. senators. Uh, just this past week, two mayors, a mayor in Virginia um, was trading methamphetamines for sex. Yes, a mayor, another mayor was doing strip poker with teenagers. And a, yes, this week, you got to look that up. I was blown away by it. Amazing. And then we have senators cotton bathrooms. You know, you have senators. Remember the senator a while back cheated on his wife or someone from Australia? And all oh, that. yeah. Men, and I don't want to say we're incapable, but I'm saying that, that we need the, the help from the woman, right? In terms of saying to the woman, we 
need to have conditions met in order to pursue sexual activity with you. But doesn't that just create playing games? No. What it's saying is, I, I'm also conversely saying to the woman that you have more value, mm-hmm. right? And and whether or not you know it, that we will not uh, appreciate your value if you just give it to us. Some men are just like that. If you give it to me easy, I used to have this one rule I used to live by. That if you gave it to me without me taking you out on a real date, then I'm never taking you out on a real date. Mm. And so some women will say to me, well, I don't do it a lot. We only have sex every once in a while. Well, I was that type of man. I was having sex with one woman on Monday, then another one on Wednesday, then another one on Friday. Oh, my. So the women have more power than we think we have. Y'all have unbelievable power. Y'all can manipulate men. I don't know why y'all don't use your power more. Um, women really supposed to be running the world with mm-hmm. the power that they have. Mm-hmm. But I think women don't do a good job of supporting each other. You know, in terms of when you go to social media and you got women wilding out. I was just the other day looking at women who take pictures from the back. Have you ever done that, Katrina? No, I don't even just, understand what that means. Mean like when you take the picture like and you smiling, but it's your backside. Okay. They do it all the time on and, and, and then like and in so, the mirror or like just like you like you go over there and stand against the wall with your girls, your three girls okay. standing against yeah, the wall and all y'all turn around and showing your butt looking back at the camera. What are men supposed to think of women like that? Mm-hmm. We simple minded. Let's keep it one hundred. We we simple minded. It's a pose. We it's think we thinking that she want me to see her ass and that's what I'm focused on and that's what I'm looking at and that's all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about oh doctor. She's mm-hmm. a lawyer. She's mm-hmm. a teacher. No, it doesn't matter. One could be a doctor. One could be a lawyer. One could be a teacher. One could be a hoe. They're now all hoes who showing me they butt. I feel that sounds a lot like it's a problem that men have. It is men a problem. Men are too singularly focused. Absolutely. And I can't imagine that we think that every man is like that. Average man is like that. And I'm saying to women out there that when when you give men sex for free, like you said, we're, we're simple-minded mm-hmm. and we're singular-minded. Um, one of the biggest problems I have with getting men to go to marriage is men don't, the average man doesn't really have a plan for marriage. He has a plan for sex. Mm. So once you give us sex, we're good here. And so to all the podcasters that's listening out there right now who's saying, I had a woman say to me, well, don't y'all feel like y'all wasting y'all time? Mm-hmm. Don't y'all feel like you're just having sex and it's, and what does it mean and are you growing, evolving? How do you... Singular focus. Sing, we don't care. We good. You know how many times a woman, Stephen, where is this relationship going? And I was like, why does it have to go anywhere? Like, this is perfect. I get to have come over here and have sex with you and leave. Wow. What's better than that for men? Wow. That doesn't sound encouraging for women at all. But it's about the power of the woman. Right? The, the, but to your point about the power of the woman, if we're not supporting each other, context to say, okay, well, if you don't have sex with me, you don't have sex with anybody else. And that's why you have to support each other, right? And so it's, it's all about women saying, hey, we, we have, and then the thing two women have to understand is that, is that with sex, I'm inside of you. I wash you off. You can't wash me off. <laughs> If it's over, I get up. That's a little screw. And I'm done. I don't remember. I don't feel it. It's not a part of my system, my soul. I don't have none of your DNA on wow. me. I'm out. That's that's an interesting I'm perspective. I'm keeping it, it is 100. A, I guess a different kind of experience. Absolutely. It's got to be. And so what I'm saying is, is that you have the power to at least say, and notice I'm not even saying married. I'm beyond that. Mm-hmm. We're not waiting for marriage. Is God going to give me? God... 
y'all not waiting for marriage. Let me just take me out of this. <laughs> take I'm, you out of I'm it. <laughs> like, I'm married now. I can get it, right? right? Like, all the time. You know? And so, and so we, we're a sex-crazed society. And what I'm saying to my women is, is that you have the power to at least say, I have a certain value. Now, when I say no sex with single women, I'm not trying to put a limitation on it. I'm not trying to put a time on it. I'm just saying that it benefits you to at least be in a relationship. Right. I know a number of women who've caught sexually transmitted diseases. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, just just because they, and, and one, of them, one of them was a very sad story. Like, she had a boyfriend off and on for like five years, whom she trusted. And they're in a, a, a relationship um, you know, all of us kind of evolved to where we're, you know, we're, we know we're safe and we have unprotected right. sex. One was on the pill. Are we being too real for the first episode? I don't know. I think, well, no, it's okay. <laughs> just go and do it. Go, just, just go ahead. Some people scared right now. And so, yeah, we, we traveling into the unprotected sex realm that we, but at the same time, we've all been there, right? Yeah. And so, and so, but she was ex for like two, three years with a guy. They break up. They mess around continually off and on over the next couple of years. Well, she continues to have unprotected sex with this guy because yeah. that's what she's used to. And, and he's safe, right? But he's having sex with someone else. Right. And he brings that hepatitis back to her. Back to her. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. You yeah. know, in this case, it was hepatitis. And, and that just didn't deserve Devastating. that. Devastating. That, you know, she really was vulnerable because mm -hmm. she loved him. And he loved her too. We're not trying to say he didn't love her. We're trying to say that a woman has to protect herself. Another right. reason I'm focusing on women is, is because y'all have so much more at stake yes, than men. That's true. You know, like like I wrote another article one time about how as a if we could get pregnant, we wouldn't. There would be no sex. No sex. <laughs> y'all would have to wait. Yeah. If we could get pregnant, y'all would be waiting. Y'all would yeah. get no penis. <laughs> and we're going to say the other word, but I don't. No, maybe episode good. five. Maybe so. Y'all get none. Yeah. Men would not take that chance of getting pregnant. Huh. We'll take a chance of getting a sexually transmitted disease. We think we're going to get on us or whatever right. and all that. But we not getting pregnant. We will never get pregnant for no woman. We will never do that. Just, just sit and just think about that to yourself with single women. Ask your dude right now. If he could get pregnant, would y'all still be having unprotected sex? And I guarantee you, he would say no. He would say no. And that's why I'm saying to women that you have so much more to lose in this. Not only can you get that sexually transmitted disease that may impact your life. A lot of women have lifelong dreams of having children and oh, things yeah. of that nature. Now you can't have them or whatever. You know, or you get pregnant and you just getting child support. That single mother thing that you just yep, try to talk about. Right. It's much easier now for you when your kids were 9, 10, when yeah. you came single. But when they... One. Babies. Oh yeah. That's yeah. real. Like a single mother at one. Like me and my wife had to be, you know, raise one kid. You know, we had both of us. Together. It, is, it is hard. It's hard. So I'm just trying to say to our women that we have to have a value for yourself. So women don't look at it as my feminist strong sisters on the East Coast. I get in trouble every time I go to New York for subjects like this. Right. But I'm not trying to hate on my feminist strong women. Mm -hmm. I'm saying to you that. The, and then another thing I say, too, with the women's independence movement and the free sex movement, women do whatever they want, you have to stop and evaluate if this movement is working for women. Right. So how do you do that if you've already been and you want to try and re hit the reset button with the guy that you've been involved with? It's a conversation about what you want out of your relationship. See, okay. see what you just asked that, that's a whole other yes. podcast, too. But let me try to summarize it. See, what I, what I try to explain to women is, is that men always know what they want. Listen. Like, that's, that's a nugget. That's what you, if you're taking your notes right now, 
write down that men always know what we want. Yeah. They're never there's never confusion on our side. It's never like I don't know what I want out of this relationship. I don't know where it's going. Right. Let's just see how it's going. No, those are all lies. We want sex. In that moment, at least, that's all we want is sex from you, right? And so as a woman, if you want more, you have to fight for what you want because we're fighting for what we We want. want. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't know if I want a relationship right now. We're fighting for what we want. See, see, women are not used to it not being in a fighting style. It's not kung fu, so y'all don't know it's not fighting. Right. But when when I'm saying to you, when when a man looks you in the eye and says, well, right now I'm really not ready for a relationship, Sounds all humble and sweet, and he's being honest and upfront. But really, he's saying, I just want to have sex. You need to start receiving it. Right. It is a fight. If you want a relationship, you have to fight for the relationship. But if if he's put you in the box, can you get out of the box? See, that goes back to what you just said. Again, it's a whole other podcast. you can't just go. I apparently want to have that podcast. Yes, yes we got to have podcasts. <laughs> We're going to do that in a minute and 30 seconds. Okay, what you okay, got? You go. Know, oh, okay, you know. okay, so when you get, you can't get put in a box as a woman, right? This is the problem I have with the whole think like a man theory, mm-hmm. right? And so that's about when you are overly concerned about what the man wants. When you're in a box, you've submiss- you submitted yourself to that box. You, you volunteered. You said, okay, I, I agreed to be in this box. Mm-hmm. Get out the box. Right? You got to have your own box. You got to start doing your own thing. You got to know right. what you want. You got to have your own your own self-esteem, your own self-confidence, your own ideas about how you value yourself and what you want to do in a relationship. Okay. And so you cannot be, if you find yourself in a box, don't look at him to free you from the box. Get your own ass about the box. All right, Steve. You did that. Yes. In less than a minute and 30 seconds. I did. That's good. Can That's I say good. something? No. Oh, we, gonna, okay. we got All some. Right. We got some calls that we want to oh. take, that we want to talk about. So... Let's move on to that. Yo, this is Thomas calling from Chicago. Man, what you talking about? Divorce is not an option. Since my divorce, both me and my ex are happier. No stress, no arguing, get out when I want to. Man, I don't know. Hi, this is Dark Canyon calling from Frisco. I agree that divorce is not an option. That's why I never got married. If I was to get married, my husband would also have to agree that divorce is not an option. Hi, this is Tina from Dallas, and um, I'm calling because I disagree. I think divorce has to be an option. I mean, what about domestic abuse or mental mental instability? I mean, are we saying that a woman should stay with a man that's beating on her or that is, you know, schizophrenic, got five different personalities? I mean, there's several different situations that I just, I don't think you should have to stay in that. Um, tell me about the story that you have in your article about your um, the get-together at your friend's house. Oh, okay. So uh, we had a friend's house, my homeboy's house, and it's, um, you know, just a get-together of, of, of adults, family, friends, all that kind of stuff. And it's about 10 men, um, eight married. Um, a number of the married men were complaining about, like, it's after midnight. By the time I get to the crib, the wife going to be like, I'm tired. I'll get you tomorrow, Right. You know, like it ain't going down like that. But the single men, I watched them send a text message to random chicks basically yeah. saying who's available at one o'clock in the morning. And a matter of seconds, women responded, waking up out of their slumbers. You know what wow. I mean? And just just like, yes, I'm available. Please stop by. Please give me some sex so I can go to sleep tonight or whatever. And so 
And so you got to understand that 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 I'm sitting there, and women miss this stuff. Women are not privy to these kind of conversations. Right. I mean, you might have some idea, whatever. But I'm I'm literally saying to you that I'm sitting with men, saying I'm going to send a text message to about five or six women. Whoever responds first, I mean, they've done this before, and um, there are multiple times where multiple women respond. Whoever responds first, I'm going over there, and, I, and I'm telling you within minutes. Min and I say minutes, I'm like two, three minutes. Woman responds out of her slumber. Yes, I'm up. Come through, whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. the wife is gonna be like, "It's oh. not a lot of men out there that can call right at, at two o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I can't wait to get home and get at you.' Right. But you can always call that hoe. So how is it that you feel like the woman has the power in that scenario? The woman has the power because she can say, no, I'm not available to you. Okay. You know, I'm the type of woman that you got to set up a date with me. You got to set up some time with me. You got to reserve some of my time. Mm -hmm. You got to deserve some of my time. For single women, it's not just about in the moment of the sex. It's about right. how sex, how society is sex crazed and how it goes, how it impacts women for the rest of their lives. So I'm starting to think some of my single women are getting worn out because I got so many married men who are complaining about sex and marriage. So you're loose when you're single and then you're rationing it out when you're married. married. Yeah, like the text messages that you have. And, oh, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. I can't remember the last time we had sex. Now that we're married, my wife rations out sex. Yeah, really? I, I used to get more when we were dating. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get that just like... Like when 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 I when I hear men say that we had sex all the time when we were dating, and then now that we're married, we don't have sex for me, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I and I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand why woman would do that to her man. Why woman would say, "Hey, you know, I'll do whatever it takes to get you, you know, married." And of course, when I'm talking about sex with women and things like this. I'm one of those men. Like I love on my woman. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my one of my one of the things I teach men. Let's because I don't want women. We own the women a little bit. I don't want <laughs> yeah. women to think that I'm just saying go spread your legs open. You're supposed to have sex with your man. I'm not on that at all. Right. One of the things I teach my men who have problems with sex with their wives is the first rule is I have something called no smile, no sex. Very simple to men. No smile, no sex. If you haven't made that woman smile, that's true. Don't be trying to have sex with her. Right. You know, and, and smile, you get that however you got to get it. If you got to, if you've been buying her product, then you got to buy her product. Mm -hmm. If you've been taking her to dinner, then you got to take her dinner. If you, if you just can, you know, romance her and make her smile, crack a joke, entertain her, compliment her hair mm -hmm. or her outfit or whatever, do a picnic. I don't, it's not, it's about your relationship with your woman. But if you haven't made her smile, right. don't try to have sex with her. And so for me, I'm sending flowers to the dinner, mm -hmm. taking her to the movies. I'm getting a babysitter. My wife and I go out at least once a week. Somewhere, you know, I make sure that the fire stay lit and I make sure that she knows that I love right. her and I appreciate her. So if you're doing all that and I have men who do that, who still can't get none at the house, who used to get it when they were single. Uh, yeah. And so it's a, it's about having a sex craze that when you get into marriage, you know, you've had a single life of sex mm -hmm. that has impacted you now that you're married. So I have men who are saying, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. that... I had sex with three, four, five women, you know, over a year before. Now that I've been married, I only have sex with one woman, and that woman is rationing it out to me. Right. So then we all look at our men and say, "Why did you cheat?" See, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm spiritual. We Christians, we Baptists, right. and whatever. You know, I read my Bible just like anybody else. But I've learned that even the Christian community is cheating 
and having sex oh, yeah. at the same rate as non-Christians. Yes. So let's not act like this. Some right. you know, sex rules. It's a sex craze society. All right. So in your article, you've got a lot of advice for single women, but taking a look here, you don't uh, limit yourself to the advice for single women. You have advice for married women too. I'm usually all over the map. Uh, yeah, I see that. I see that. <laughs> and so, go so ahead. So, on, on page of um, the book, Men Don't Heal, We Ho. Men Don't Heal, We Ho. Yeah, so this was your, your first book. Yes, ma'am. On ma page 158, uh -huh. you wrote, If you can't have sex with your husband twice a week, you really don't deserve to have a faithful husband. You should be banned from getting married. <laughs> it's a little harsh. <laughs> What's funny about that is some people got offended. Some mm -hmm. people were upset about it. Yes. Some people the audacity, blah, the blah, audacity. blah. But some people really appreciated it because they never knew how much to have sex. Okay. Like they never said how much is enough, what is comfortable. There are some people who are really struggling with their sex life and trying to figure it out with it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about making a demand or telling you what to do in your personal life. It was about setting some type of bar. And, and having a conversation with your partner mm -hmm. and saying, okay, is twice a week enough for you? Would that make you happy? You know, am I happy? What do I need? What do you need? And mm -hmm. how do we meet somewhere in the middle? That statistics actually show that a happy marriage has sex three times a week. That's what statistics show. So I'm just saying at least twice a week, right? And, and really what I talk about too in Men Don't Heal We Ho is how with men, women don't even know this. This is going to be... Women, get closer to wherever you're listening to, right? Like, like the way it works with men is, and I'm going to speak for myself so you can really get it. If I have sex on Monday, on Tuesday, I'm not worried about Beyonce. She can be butt naked, <laughs> walking around the crib. I'm good. I'm not tripping off J-Lo. I'm not tripping off none of these Instagram hoes. None of that. I'm just, I'm good. Like, I'm focused. I'm, I'm, I had my time on Monday. I'm straight. Tuesday, it don't matter who it is. I'm good. I had it on Monday. Thursday, I'm looking at a couple pictures on Facebook. Mm -mm. Friday, I'm getting a little bit more curious. I know me, after a week of no sex, I am interested in what's going on in the world. Mm -mm. And so it, it, it is an actual physical, scientific movement of the man and how he thinks about sex. And some clock is faster. Some men, as soon as they have sex on Monday, on Tuesday, 24 hours, they're looking at somebody else again. I'm not like that. I'm not that bad anymore. Anymore. <laughs> anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm good about every two or three days. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I actually looked at myself and evaluated myself and figured out for myself that this is what I need. I need to get it about every two or three days. Okay, so you, you've given this advice to women. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for the married man? So for the married men, what I try to teach my men to do is be proactive, right? I try to teach my men that being faithful is a learned you know, thing that you have to be willing to do. Right. Because we learn how to cheat first. That's almost accidental. Like, we just, you know, when you dating and you find, you talk to multiple women. Like, it's when you're 15, 16, 17, 20. You got to learn that, okay, some of these conversations are inappropriate that I'm having. Right. Like, I remember, like, um, last time I was in New York, I was at a book signing, and a woman approached me, and she said, hey, can you sign my book? I signed the book. And she was like, so how's your wife handling all this new fame that you have? And I said, we, we're we doing great, you know, she we're doing good, you know. She was like, well, she's not here now. And I know now, 
You know, whereas a younger Stephen, like, oh, we're having good fun communication. Right. Oh, this is fun. Oh, you know, yeah. right, right, right. Now, no, no, she has intentions. Right. I can catch it up front now. So now I protect myself. I don't put myself in those kind of positions. Mm -hmm. um, also, I communicate more effectively what I need from my wife. Yes. Which is key. Yeah. Right. My wife knows I can come on the radio now and say I need it every two or three days. I've had that communication with my wife in advance. She's not surprised by this. It's not an issue. Right. right? So I'm saying to my men, no smile, no sex. Remember that? No smile, no sex. If you haven't made that woman smile, don't be trying to have sex with her. Right. Then I communicate my expectations and my needs up front to my wife so she's not surprised. So when I say to her what I need, now she can tell me what she needs. Right, so I'm telling the wife, "Hey, I need this to happen." She like, "Look, I need these clothes <laughs> to happen. I need this homework to happen with these kids." And make me smile. And make me smile. Right. And so now we know. Now we have a, a relationship. Mm -hmm. We have communication. Everybody's happy now. See, I don't believe, even though I'm hard on sex. Sex is very important. I do not believe in our women. I'm not trying to say that none of our women go lay on your back and spread your legs. Right. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that sex is important. And, and, and you got to be able to look at society, look at sex is on TV, mm -hmm. is on radio, is on Instagram, is on free pornography all over the internet, all that. And you have to please your man. So when women come to me and the first thing they say is, I want relationship coaching and my husband cheated on me, I want to be happy sexually. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised That's how many women say to me, they, they don't know. They, that blows my mind every time. I'm always... Right. Shocked and saddened by women who say to me, I've been married 10 years and I don't know if my husband's happy sexually. And But I reject it because right. you do know. You do know. Either, either, whether or not it resonates in your spirit and you accept it is another thing. But you know, planning about it, is he asking about it? Right. You know, is he is he watching a pornography all the time, you know, with or without you? What I mean, like, you have to know. Right. It's one of my big things in relationship coaching is knowing your partner. Like, if you don't know your partner, then you're not doing your job. Right. And so if you come to me, know that first. Right. Mm -hmm. When you say that again, they didn't hear you say it. <laughs> you're not doing the work. You're not doing the work. Right. And marriage requires work. Mm -hmm. And so when you get that one of the first things I'm doing is I'm not going to just start bashing your dude or your chick. Right. It's a lot of your sister's cheating. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of women out there. So same thing for those women. Ooh, that's much more difficult for the women because a lot of times what they need is something emotional. Right. They're cheating because they're missing they're something. they're missing something. And they need something. Hey, I need you to be more appreciative. Right. Or I need you to be more complimentary. You know, things more like engaged. that. Mm -hmm. More engaged. Yeah. You know, and spend more time, quality time. Mm -hmm. And so, it's a lot of women cheating on that kind of thing too. So, for me, that communication piece is not just about talking. It's about challenging yourself to say what you really need from your partner, right. regardless of how you perceive that they will receive it. Mm-hmm. Gotta go with it. All right, Steve, you've said a lot. I can't, we want to I can't hear. say that. No, no. Yes. No. Your, so, your... Oh, okay. okay, okay. So what so so the other thing about it is and I keep going forever. This podcast can be 17 hours long. <laughs> and I just I, I don't need no food, I don't need no water, I don't need nothing. We just go. We're not right? gonna do that. We're not, right. gonna, do that. We, we're not gonna do that. It's that it's that we have to um Understand another reason I, I wanted to have at least two times a week is because also that should give you a signal on the health of your marriage. Right. Because twice a week, that means that sex number one is something that I can only do it with my wife. Mm -hmm. It is the one thing that's different from my relationships with anybody else in the world. I don't have sex with nobody else, right? right? And so, so I need her to take it seriously and not be like oh, that's all you want or that's a 
No, no, not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad and I'm only can do, it's not like it's Popeye's chicken and I don't want Popeye's today so I'm going to get churches. I can't do that. No. I can only get it from one source. So stop acting like that with my source. Stop rationing my source out. So I'm telling women this on a consistent, that this is not something that you ration out with your husband. This is something that if you're not happy about it or you don't want to give it. You got to find out what it is that you're missing. She's looking at the time. Stop looking at the time. See, you got to find out what it is that you're missing from your relationship. You know, present that to your husband. And if you still can't get it, then get help. Get help. Relationship coaching. You ain't got to be me. Go talk to the pastor. Somebody get help. Don't just be in a marriage where you're having sex less than twice a week. If your partner is not in agreement. Now, some people are good. If you're good as a husband and wife, both of y'all happy once a week. Then that's good too. That's good too. So be it. Yeah. Can I? No. Okay. I'm gonna, all right. Next week. <laughs> next week. Okay. We can do week. it again. Next yes. Week? All okay, right. Okay. Bet. All right. <laughs>